What's up, people? It's the Dig on Doug podcast. It's your boy Doug here in the building. You know, we holding it down, putting it together. I got my boy Hugo in the in the building tonight. What's up, Hugo? What's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? I am doing all right. Man, it's, it's, it's good. It's good. We we here in November. That's what's up. Um, this year done flew by, man. This is it's definitely crazy. As we get ready to go into Thanksgiving and everything, man, we usually think about the like holidays and what does that mean to us, or um, and just all the stuff that comes with that. Like I know this time can be a lot of a depressing time for a lot of people because family passed away or oh, yeah. moved or you're not with folks or anything anymore. Um, what does the holiday season uh, mean to you? Senorita bread, man. <laughs> you know, most recently in the last couple of uh, Thanksgivings, that's been our thing with the, our, the food that uh, me and my wife bring to uh, our in-laws' house and my, my parents' house as, okay. as, as as the tray of food that we bring. Uh, but for me, it means, uh, you know, I guess uh, it's different now, you know, because I'm a parent. Now I'm with the kids, and, and when you take them, you know to go visit family yeah it's a bit of a headache but it, i look at it as time to spend with them mm-hmm. you know so but before then i really hated it because I, I really didn't want to go you know because you know the traveling and then you know having a i i really hate saying grace no. at the beginning of like <laughs> I, like i honestly do man like at my because it's different you know at my in-laws they they we sit down and before before we sit down and eat we're all standing up mm-hmm. and then we go around saying what we're thankful for oh okay i hate it because it's a hell of awkward for me because i never got I, we never grew up that way yeah. for us it was like you know we would go eat around the table then we would just eat mm-hmm. or my mom would call me and be like hey Federico, the, the food's ready. And I'm like, yeah. cool. I'll pick up my play, grab my play, go back and watch the, the football game or continue playing video games when I was younger. But, you know, I don't know. Yeah, and that's still, it's still awkward for you to this day. Yeah, yeah. It, it is because I don't know. I, I, I don't know, man. Like, I'm, th- I'm you know, but, but I am thankful. You know, and now that if we, like if I picture myself actually being there, with my in laws, yeah. I'll just probably be thankful for having healthy kids, and mm-hmm. I'd probably be uh, if there is any wishes, just to make sure that they're taken care of. If if anything were to pass, so was, was it know. hard for you to think of something to be grateful for, or was it just awkward in the moment of like both and everything? Um, I think it was it was awkward for me to express what I was thankful oh, okay. for, you know, uh, because it, being. Not that I'm not thankful for things. It's just saying it out loud to other people. Yeah, you know, was very hard for me. Like, like it was just not hard. It was just weird, out of character for me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this is a, this is something you see on like Full House. <laughs> you know, what I mean, not to this, but but that's how I felt. You know, but now uh, it's 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 different. You know, I know what to expect. Yeah, you know, and 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 also you know I'm growing up. You know, I'm 36 or whatever. But like I'm trying to be a little bit mature about things. Mm-hmm. But you know, you know. That's how I feel. Yeah, no, man. I mean, that can be difficult. I mean, yeah. you know, like you said, growing up and like you move throughout this world and you really don't think about the things that you're grateful for. Um, you kind of just try to survive. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I always say, um, especially as people of color, a lot of times that's part of our life. That's a huge part of our life is just trying to survive, trying to make it. I know for the holidays, for me, um, the holidays for me can be, I won't say they can be weird. I've never had a a sense of staple of like the holidays like I, I mean i had like christmas and thanksgiving and everything growing up but it it was never seen as like at least to me um, i don't want to speak for like my other siblings and my mom and everything but 
for me, it wasn't like this staple thing. Like we come together. This is a thing. Like I knew Thanksgiving was coming. Food, okay. Like yeah. you know, we'll all be together. Christmas, you know, toys and all that stuff. But as I got older, like especially once I got in my teens, I was like, I'm not really expecting anything. Like I was, that was never the notion. And I always had the trouble, especially when like with Christmas is my birthday's in January, like the first week of January. So uh-huh. I got one gift either on Christmas or my birthday. Okay, Usually it was more so Christmas. So like I never got like yeah, because your your birthday and Christmas are close. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're super close and everything. So I never really got that full like you know, distance because yeah. my, my thing, what I tell people like when they ask me what my favorite holiday is, I say my birthday. That's right. my favorite holiday. And so, but Thanksgiving and Christmas and everything got to mean more to me later in like my life, my adult life, when I met like more people and like mm-hmm. friends and um, like a extended family and all that stuff. Like it's yeah. huge. Yeah. Well, you know, my, my my daughter, she was born on the 3rd of January. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm always thinking, like, I got to make sure that she feels that her birthday and and Christmas are all separate. Because, yeah, please do that. You know, sure but, <laughs> she was born on my birthday. Yeah, you know, because I could see that being a, a, a you know, a, a issue, yeah. you know. So, but, yeah, man. I know, like, for Thanksgiving became huge for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I got introduced to, like, a friend who I knew in high school, but we weren't that super close and, like, became closer later in life, in our adult life. And then his family, in a sense, took me in um, and became, like, we call each other, like, godparents and and everything. And, like, Thanksgiving and everything was huge for them, and it was more of a, almost like a soul food kind of thing, like the movie and everything. So that was super huge for me and like you know <clears throat> my godmom make this like bomb dressing and makes like yeah um what is it like uh lobster dressing and all this stuff or shrimp dressing like cajun dressing it's like super dope and the mac and cheese is on on point so the food is there but i've really reevaluated the holidays and like how people perceive them especially like christmas like i'm not a huge fan of like christmas anymore because it becomes so materialized mm-hmm. in the sense of like oh what do i got to get a person and like and sometimes I even know like family and friends who are like, oh, like my partner or like a brother or sister. I got to try to one up them for a gift. Like it, it's, that's losing the, the, the real sense of what yeah, they're yeah. supposed to be. Yeah. About. Okay. So like I've really lost like a lot of respect in the sense for Christmas, not in the sense of like it's Christ's birthday, even though like they're saying Christ's birthday was like in September or something. Not even gonna yeah, yeah. touch on that, but it's like. The real meaning of the sense is like it's crazy like when people tell me like oh yeah i found this gift for like so and so in like march and i'm gonna just give it to them in, at christmas time it's like yeah if you really love somebody and you care about them you give them if you find something for them you give it to them now yeah unless unless it's like nephews and then you the, the toys r us is going out of sale and you can, <laughs> and you can hold on to them to stock up on two two years of, <laughs> of gifts they don't have to know that no yeah yeah later but um just to have that mindset is yeah, yeah, yeah. really trippy to me so it's 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 super wild man what about what about yourself what do you think about it well for me i mean you know what the, the older i get the more i think about it, it's just time to spend with the family mm-hmm. that's all all you know all the all like the gifts the food all that is just like extra stuff yeah. you know and i think now that i have kids i think it's even more it's more I don't, it's not the word durable but it's more tolerable to to be 
you know, even in my family's house or my my or my in laws' house because the kids are there and they're having fun. You know, you say it's more meaningful. Yeah, that too. It's also more meaningful because before, man, it used to be when before I had the kids. You know, you be there. You know, you eat. You say hi. Yeah. And um, but most of the time, I used to drink. You know, I used to drink it just to make sure to pass the time. You know, this, you know. You didn't have the, the responsibility of kids. Then. Yeah, yeah. You know, and on top of that, you know, I, I hid behind the drink. You know, and so that that was what I was looking forward to when these holidays oh, okay. came through. But now, since I don't do that anymore, mm-hmm. I have the the I, I, another reason for me to want to go to these things mm-hmm. is you know is because my kids are going to be there. Yeah. You know, and, and I like to see them have fun. You know, and on top, and on top of that, you know, I don't, because the thing is, I don't really like to talk much either. And it's, and it's like, it's like, um, I because they talk Spanish, and I do too. But sometimes, man, I can't really fully express myself because I don't know all the words, mm-hmm. and you know, and I'm like, I don't want to be talking anymore. So now I can just stop what it is that I'm doing and just go check on the kids and see what they're doing and just start <laughs> you playing. Yeah, you know, I'm like, cool. I gotta go watch them. Well, you know, the kids, the kids are like, I don't have kids, but mm-hmm. I can see the sense of kids being that ultimate like trump card because you get the sense of being like, oh, the kid's sick. Like if you need, yeah. to, like you can easily yeah. like, use it as like a escape route if you need to. You know, that's what I'm gonna be doing. I'm gonna be like, hey. <laughs> You heard them crying, you know. Like, oh, they, they need their binky yeah. at home. Yeah, which is a trip, you know, because, you know, like like sometimes uh, my, my, my sister-in-laws, you know, they, they need a break. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'll be more than happy to be like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll watch them. Yeah. Because it's something I, I do to avoid conversation sometimes. Mm-hmm. You don't see, and that, yeah. what's funny is that I used to use school for like that same reason. Because uh-huh. I'd be like, oh, I got an assignment. Like, you know, I really got to, like, you know, study for this or, like, uh-huh. this paper. And I would, like, leave, like, stuff. Cause I used to do that to get out of uh, yard work with my dad. <laughs> you know, I'd be like, dad, now nah, hey, I got a test coming up. So then I would I would leave on a Sunday morning and then go to the Cal State Hayward Library and do my homework oh, there. Okay. And I went to East Bay as well, and like that was one of the things I regret in my my educational career, in a sense. And I mean, I can't control everything. Was not being close to campus. I was always a commuter student, so me too. It was always it was always a tough journey, especially when I went to Cal State East Bay, because I would drive from Vallejo to Concord oh. to take Bart, hop on Bart, oh. Bart out to because I wasn't driving all the way out to Haven. That's like, crazy. I just wasn't doing that. And yeah, catch the shuttle because they had a shuttle that went from Bart to the uh, campus. Yeah, the only time I ever took Bart, I, I remember having to walk down from uh, Carlos B Boulevard. Ooh. Yeah, I walked it up one time for my friend's graduation because I didn't want to be in that graduation traffic mm-hmm. up there. But Whoever yeah, Hugo friend <laughs> is that he walked to their graduation, you, you oh, give him a big props. Oh man, that hill, that was killing. Because no I got two. The one I, I did, I did the the least one, the yeah. least, the least, the, the one that was uphill, yeah, like yeah. It's all uphill. So, but yeah, so so. Yeah, man, that's what I used to do. Mm-hmm. But you know, I used to, uh, I used to, uh, I, I, but I, I'm also, I was also a commuter student. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't, I took 580 all the time. I've been going to Hayward. I still go to Hayward. That's where my wife's family's from. Oh, okay. So I can't get off that highway <laughs> ever. But look, at least it ain't 80. Oh yeah, oh yeah, or 880. Fuck 880. Whoever says they should take 880 to get a Cal State Hayward, <laughs> get up out of here, man. Oh, you know, 80 for that. I know the last time I've been on 80. I refuse. I I definitely refuse. So...
You, you touched on it a little bit, like getting older, like both of us being in our mid thirties. Mid thirties, man. Easy to say, man. It's like, yeah, we're almost four years forty. You know? Yeah, man. I'm, I've been telling people um, I've been trying to like really figure out like my five year plan, like mm-hmm. for the next five years of my life and everything, just like really try to plan stuff out. Because for the longest, school was my structure. Like I was in yeah. school, I knew I was going somewhere and everything. Now, so I'm not in school anymore. So now I'm really trying to transition and figure out. How do I structure my next steps in my life and everything? Like one of the things I've done is, um, and I'm waiting to like meet with the individual and everything is like to sit down with a financial planner. Like, okay, dude, that's scaring the shit out of me. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> I, like I'm like, and I've told other people about it, and they're like, I don't want somebody telling me about my my financial uh-huh. problems and everything. And I was like, I hear all of that. Yeah, yeah. But I need somebody to like really correct me. And <clears throat> it hit me one day in the gym. Where I was like, okay, you're open like to like getting help in the gym. Mm-hmm. I'm open to like I'm I'm back in the church and like trying to find out, so I'm getting help with that. I'm open to getting advice and like for mental health and all that. Like I want to get back into therapy and everything at the top of the year. So I was like, why aren't you doing the same thing with your finances? Because finance has always been a struggle for me. Mm-hmm. So I always I never really sat down with anybody or have anyone teach me how to like really go about it and it's, I know it's all about discipline but I was like well you need to sit down with somebody who's a coach like who really does this yeah and so um, what are some of the things that you you are seeing and like developing and like can see like differences from like your younger self even like just maybe two or three years ago um, as you got getting older and everything well you know funny funny that you bring this up my wife told me uh, we were having dinner I think it was on her birthday and um she asked me, what would your younger self say to your older self? Mm. And I was like, <laughs> I said, uh, save your money because mm-hmm. the toys get better. The older self, the younger self. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, my, my thing was I, t- I said, uh, save your money, Hugo, because the toys get better. <laughs> uh, no, but in all honesty, I think um, uh, I've been I've been doing a lot more saving, mm-hmm. you know, trying to figure out been very conscious of where I should spend my money at you know um, tried to do some more repairs around the house um, and if I really want to stay in the house that I'm living at you know I've been really thinking about if I should buy my house you know like like pay it all the way through and then rent that out and get another house you know but I, I really have to come up with like a plan like okay this is how much I could you know how, how long do when do I want to leave that house you know because I live in an okay neighborhood you know what I'm saying but I, I I don't think it's a good place for it to have to raise my kids completely because I'm if I can't even let them run around in the front yard you know that's not cool yeah so uh, I think my main goals right now as an adult you know is is figure out how to own my home you know and um and try to really schedule schedule my time because yeah. lately I've been feeling like I don't have time you know considering that I got two kids under two yeah. and, and it's 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 it almost feels like 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 I'm almost like what well, happened to me on the freeway like I felt like I don't have any uh, um any um I'm almost calculating, okay, if I spend time on this, I won't have time on that. So you know, I prioritize it, of course, but it, yeah. it, 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 I never felt that way, mm-hmm. you know. Um, 
even when it, when when I was going to school, of course, you know, I would time management there. But now it's almost like I'm time managing my time because I feel like my time on earth. I don't know. I don't yeah. say on earth, but it's like um, I never really had to be that focused on where I'm spending my time yeah. now. Yeah. You know, and it's it's it kind of sucks. No, it's a trip. <laughs> so. like, um, I, have, I have a friend who she has her own uh, company and stuff, and like we were talking a couple months ago, and I was, mm-hmm. and we were talking about like, and I think a lot of people don't think about it like this. Time is the ultimate currency. Yes, yes, like, I it, agree. It's it's definitely the ultimate currency, and so like even in the back of my head, sometimes I remind myself, I'm like, like people always say like I want to be rich, I want to be wealthy, and all that stuff, and I get that, like those are goals and stuff that I have, but the goal, the ultimate goal I have is in the sense is to have. Like people say, discretionary money, discretionary yeah. time. Yep. Because when you can have discretionary time, that means you're doing all the other stuff you need to do in your life that's that's right and that's together and everything. So really trying to understand how to, like you say, like, you know, planning out my time. There's times in my phone when I put a, uh, alerts, um, counter reminders in my phone to call somebody, to text somebody. Yeah. Just because life can get crazy and everything. And the thing is, like, we're both in in jobs and industries that we do that we you know we enjoy for the most part so yeah yeah we can go to work and get lost in it and then we, yep. we forget and then it's like oh man i meant to hit up i was just on a friend um um the other night at a uh, midweek service i was like i was like man i've been thinking about you like all the time i've been meaning to text you but I yeah just, yeah i just haven't and and we can get lost in that sometimes but you know really trying to get that discretionary time is like huge yeah man and it's uh, in and because uh, I'm, I'm getting tired of freestyling like mm-hmm. like my okay, I'm gonna do. Th- I have enough time to do this, you know. I most recently just listened to a podcast where they're actually talking about scheduling mm-hmm. their actual time. Like okay, the first two hours of work is gonna be dedicated to this. It's to say, let's say it's emailing. Yeah. All right, and that's the only time in the day that I'm gonna email, mm-hmm. and then the following day, I'll get back to it to that. So they yeah. compartmentalize their time and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. See, and what the problem's been for me is almost like I just want to get it done, so it's no longer on my to-do list which is kind of it's good but it's bad at the same time because I'm using all the time that I have Mm -hmm. to fix that problem just because I can't handle not getting yeah not getting done and it's getting to a point where it's like um, it's almost I'm I'm not trying not to get it no no that's not the word I'm I'm trying my hardest to get it done but neglecting everything else mm-hmm. and and that everything else is also pending you know I got to get used to having things pending yeah you know especially lately at work where I, I've been I, I noticed that I've been it's been very um, taking it's been needing me mm-hmm. you know to, to get things done but I need to, to get control of that because it's starting to really bother me because yeah. it's not only just I mean it doesn't get away of me hanging with my wife or my kids but it is getting in the way of, of me not being able to be to be creative yeah like I've, I haven't been you know writing music as much as I as I wish I could mm-hmm. you know and at the same time I'm kind of like in the back of my head like damn man you need to get this shit done you go you know because it, it that bothers me the most mm-hmm. you know you know it's like because I'm too focused on work shit and it, which is cool you know because work you man, here over here you know it feels good to be useful yeah. you know what I'm saying but when I when but at the end of the day what makes me very happy is my library of music yeah you know and then also and not having the time to to also uh, um you know play with my action figures yeah. <laughs> and take pictures of them like I got I want I want to do that yeah, and so so and so um my thing is like you were saying like 
you know, uh, uh, time is a big currency. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out other ways of how to uh, um, make my my getting the other stuff done in a more quickly efficient way, so I can go back to making music and you know and and taking you know learning how to use the camera to, to shoot more toys of, of my action figures mm-hmm. and eventually do my toy show. Yeah. You know, so yeah, because that shit there for me is fulfilling for yeah. me. Yeah. You know? And the thing is, I mean, and I was talking to somebody about this today. Um, all the different things we do in life, mm-hmm. once you've understood like what you're trying to do, what you want to do in life, you need the balance in all of them to be able to even just be free. And yeah. free. Because if you have one thing weighing you too much, mm-hmm. you're gonna throw everything off. Like, yeah. A domino effect. Like um, I was talking, like I was saying, I was talking with somebody earlier, and she's into like art and music and everything, and that helps. Being able to tap into that helps create and let everything else flow. Um, it's like the the work that I do, and so if I'm not doing the necessary things I like and enjoying my personal life, yeah, it's gonna affect my work life. And if I'm too much and everything into my work life, it's gonna affect my personal life. Yeah, so I'm really trying to find that that yin and that yang, so those things can uh, flow easily. Because I know with me, the thing is the time thing, but it's it's really. I've been giving, I call it my, one of my superpowers in the sense is like I can look at things at a, at a super macro level and like uh-huh. even where it could be like five or ten years from now, like how powerful it can affect somebody. But then a lot of times I don't know how to ground it in the present to actually work on it. Hmm. So that's been one of the things I've been I've been focusing on myself more. And I was telling my uh, my friend Freddie today how like that hit me like I was going to Trader Joe's and like yeah. literally back in my car up to park in the parking spot and I was like man, you really got to ground yourself with a lot of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So being able to live, being 35 now, 36 in a, in a couple of weeks, basically, being able to live really gives you, and putting yourself around the right people gives you that yeah. that, that insight into like, you know, how you can see yourself. Um, I work with students and a student one time recently asked me like, how can they work on be like being more confident or being, um, more resilient and stuff in the, in the world, just all together, work world, but in the world all together. And I was like, it's really understanding yourself. Mm-hmm. Because the biggest thing, once you understand yourself, even if it's a little bit, it's a little bit, you, you're never fully going to be, I feel like, at 100, but you'll know yourself. But once you can get that confidence in yourself, who you are, what you want to do, even if you fully don't know, you can almost go into any situation because you're not worried about what somebody else says. Because so often we go into spaces and times and situations where we're like, oh, what does so-and-so think? And then you're, yeah. you're trying to reflect that. And so being able to like really think about flipping it back to the time, it's like, how do I effectively use my time to do that? To like really, you know, look into myself, to see my faults and everything and where I want to work on it. Because so many times, like you said, we can just be running, 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 mm-hmm. and then we're not doing anything. And we're yeah. not doing the things that we enjoy. Like you want to get to your action figures and be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And then like me, I want to be able to like do stuff like this podcast, do stuff like creative stuff and like get back into my art. And I want to get back into painting again eventually. Yeah. So just really being able to free that time up where all that stuff can happen yeah nah yeah I totally I'm there with you it's you know it's and even like like when you say know yourself like for example um I always felt like 
you, I, because you and I, we write emails every day, mm-hmm. right? And there's times where I would avoid writing emails because I couldn't phrase this yeah. in the right way, and I hated that. Mm-hmm. So one of the most, one of the things I've been working on in in these last couple months actually is my writing, mm-hmm. not my writing in in, in creative creatively like raps or whatnot, like but professional, professional writing, like trying to make sure that I'm clear, mm-hmm. trying to make sure that I'm not vague vague and and trying to write in the you know in the um, it's not the passive tense the active tense Mm -hmm. all the time because that makes your that really makes you what you say more live you know and 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 that I've been it's probably probably the only only thing recently that I think I feel good about myself because mm-hmm. then alright cool now I can talk to you and make sure that you understand what it is that I'm trying yeah. to say to you to get what I need done mm-hmm. you know as opposed to being like oh we'll just take care of it just because I couldn't write it in such yeah. a way that I you know that could make it seem like hey you need to take it mm-hmm. you need to actually look at that not me yeah you know no and like one of the things mm-hmm. especially with email transitioning into being a professional where emails is big mm-hmm. one of the biggest things that helped me was um one of my former supervisors like lifting the curtain and saying there's so many people who work here who who do the work that you do but they send their emails to me just to get looked at before they send it out because so many times we can think like, oh, like people just have this perfect like email and can write. Man, there's so many people who have other people read the emails before they yeah. send it out and give them feedback. So that took like a load off of my shoulder because I was like, man, everybody up here just writing like it's crazy and writing has never been a strong suit of mine. Yeah, yeah. And so I was just like, oh man, that that just helps me so much. Yeah, because you don't want to come off as an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> I feel you. Like you, like you're oh, you know, yeah, exactly. That that, um, that the most, you know, yeah. like man, you know, because it it and when it does make you feel good when you people understand you yeah. you know and 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 especially in that medium mm-hmm. you know so yeah because i mean emails text all of that stuff is like i'm hoping it translates to me speaking because half the time i feel like i'm confusing anyway yeah. well, but and, and, and you know because like there's no like yeah i mean and the thing is words are powerful so it's like how do you use it how do you get somebody yeah man like you know riled up and everything and encourage like I think of the skit of uh, Key and Peele when they did the text message one mm-hmm. where they're texting each other and like, um, I forget which one it was, but like they were mixing the message and like one of them was at the club and another one came from home uh-huh. and was like ready to fight. Like look, <laughs> that and everything because of the mixed yeah. message. Because when we send texts, when we send emails, there's really no tone in it. Yeah, there's um, not. It's, it's, it's really hard to like put some tone in it. Um, for the most part, yeah, because a lot of times, like, why would he ask me like that? Yeah, you know, and then in reality, they're just asking. And then again, like, like, it goes back to like me talking about like knowing yourself. Because if you're having a bad day, or you're taking something, you're like, oh, why would he go send me this? Yeah, and you almost take it as offense because yeah. like there's something wrong with you. Yeah, um, for the most part, or there's something wrong with you that day, or you're just not confident, or you're questioning yourself, and you're like, oh, well, why wouldn't they think I know this? Um, and I've been there myself. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, not, I'm there with you. I, you know what? Actually, writing, like the other day, me and my friend were booking a show. Mm-hmm. We got a show in February in San Francisco, and, and, um, and, the one of the requirements was to, you know, email these people to book the event and yeah. not, not through text. <laughs> but, you know, as I'm writing it, I'm trying to figure out, you know, I go online how to book a venue and I found a cool little template. You know, I switched it up, but I liked how the email came out because, again, like, like I've been saying, I, since I've been working on trying to make sure that I'm more clear, yeah. and, you know, and concise, and, and concise it, 
I said what I wanted to say in in three set in three or four sentences, mm-hmm. you know. Because before man trying to book a show, I'd be like, "Hey, I'm Ugo Monster. I got I got this out here and there. I'm trying to book a show, you know." And you know, and and a lot of a lot even that right there isn't clear because I could be like, I could, "I'm trying to book a hip hop show," so yeah. they aren't like, "What type of shows he's trying to book?" You know, I'm not trying to spoon feed them information trying to give them the whole thing but so they don't have to think so much and and come back to me like what else do you what else is what type of show you go what time with who you know you know so in that email here's the potential uh list of people performing you know and so we got it booked and after doing that it kind of gave me the confidence okay let me try this other venue yeah you know it was like now i have something there you know so no, I know one of the things with emails, one of the things I learned to do is because we get so many emails, people get so many emails, mm-hmm. I always start my emails off just like, just checking in like with the person, like, you know, hope you're okay. I don't like the, like, hope this finds you well in the beginning of the email. That's just always so been so weird to me. I hope yeah, you know what I hate? Well. You know what I hate is is take care. I hate that. I hate that shit, dude. When people say, take care, dude, what the hell, dude? And especially, you know, when somebody you like and, you know, you think you're cool and then, and then they hit you with, like, the, the, to me, when they say take care at the end of the conversation, it's like, dude, that's what you say to people you don't really know. <laughs> don't be saying, no take care shit, you know. See, say peace. Say, yeah. you know, I'm out, whatever, because I'm going to see you again. But I, you know? but I found so uh-huh. so much of a great response with people uh-huh. is like when you just even just do a simple check in and you're just like before you give them hit them with everything else is like yeah. hey like hope you had a good weekend hope you're having a good Monday good yep. Thursday whatever and then you go into the details of like what exactly it's like when people send texts I, I I hate I hate and if you listen to this podcast and this is you you know just just take this as correction <laughs> <laughs> but uh-huh. I have to tell friends and stuff about this as well I hate when people text you and they like be like hey what's up but do you know a question like a favor is coming in the next text? Uh-huh. Like, I, I hate that crap. I'm like, if you want to oh. ask me for something, just ask it all in the same text as well. Oh, like, that's ask me how I am. Like, don't get my hopes of like, oh, like, oh, they want to see how I am. <laughs> and it's like, oh, but well, could you come yeah. and do this for me? I'm like, no. put it all in the first yeah. text. No, that happened one time. I ain't seen my friend in a minute, and we were chilling on his couch. Uh, and then he was like, hey, man, what you know about this computer problem? And I was like, really, dude? <laughs> I ain't seen you in three months, fool. Fuck your computer. I'm out. You know? just, but yeah. I'm like, it, it just kills me. But it's like, like really? Because there's something coming. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, they're like you're going to ask for something. You're hoping to have something. But just put it in the same first text. Like, yeah, or yeah. in the same email. Like, you know, like. It's just it's just so vital and everything. Mm-hmm. So, but no, you're right though. When you know when you do check in with people, it's funny because you start noticing how you navigate the 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 conversation yeah. and how you set the tone. You know, you're actually being friendly, and and, and whether you're doing it for malicious reasons mm-hmm. or or just to be friendly, you have the power to navigate the situation. Yeah, no, because now they're happy. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were having a fucking shitty day or whatever. But now since you hit them up with like, hey, how you doing? I see you getting, you know, I see you at the gym pumping out like with you, right? I mean, just imagine what I was saying you. I see you, man. You sweat. You yeah. working hard. Okay. Hey, man. Yada, yada, yada. You know, but yeah, man, it's it's no, it's, it's, no, it's, it's one of the things I learned, too. Like, mm-hmm. like I Google a lot of shit, man. I'm like, okay, how do people do this? You know, how do people do that? How do you how do you phrase this? I can't get in specifics. I yeah. can't think of something right yeah. now. But how do you phrase this without making it seem that I'm coming off? Too aggressive. Yeah. No, one of the things I had to control with people is um, texting in the morning. Like, I would strictly tell people, like, 
Don't text me unless you say good morning. Like I'm not taking a, a, a I'm not starting a conversation mm-hmm. just hot in the morning. Like you have to like for me because I, I was like I'm controlling the narrative how you're going to interact with me because that's what you do with people. Mm-hmm. You people will treat you the way that you allow them to treat you. Yeah, and so I would be like. So if you're gonna t- send me a good morning, like so, like they were like somebody had text me. They were like, "Oh, Doug, did you know?" Did 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 over there? I'd be like, "Good morning." That's the only thing I respond respond back. Uh huh. And then once they hit the good morning back, I'm like, "Okay, now we can talk." Because I'm like, "You're not about to just yeah. barrage me in the morning with some fucking information and everything." And like, there's so many text message apps nowadays where people get lost and then they're like they respond to a. Um, a comment or something on like mm-hmm. IG or whatever. That's for the most part for the f- like fine. But if you're like really like just texting in the morning or or even in the afternoon or something, yeah, yeah, like yeah. say like a greeting before you just hit me in the face with like some long ass paragraph or something or a couple sentences about some like just be courteous. Yeah, yeah, be nice. Don't yeah. be, don't be, don't come at me like that. But you know what? Funny you bring that up because in my household growing up, the first thing we would have to say was good morning, everybody. Mm-hmm. Even when we walk into my mom's house, mm-hmm. I want to, buenos dias, como esta, buenas tardes, you know what I'm saying? Like, you Which know. It's courteous because I mean, mm-hmm. like, nobody wants. It's a custom. Just good human nature. It's like, yeah. you don't want to just like barrage somebody with like, even if you like went through something, like we like okay, but like good morning, Doug. Like man, it was a rough night last night. I feel you. Or just even to announce yourself. Like you imagine somebody just walk in here, don't say nothing, yeah, and you staring at them like, and them looking at you like we have to say something to them. Like or, nah. or, like imagine like uh-huh. imagine this is the scenario like you in your house and like your friend just walk in like unannounced and everything. That's and know it already. I'm just and, thinking about yeah. it. Which friend is it? And be like, yeah, so um, uh-huh. like this is messed up and da-da-da. like, nah, like, homie, like you just walking in, you better cook breakfast or something. Yeah. Like pull yeah. up some like orange juice and like, then we <laughs> yeah. can talk. Yeah, yeah. Right, unless it's like you know, uh, unless it's like uh, Cuban Gooding Jr. just walking in the door, <laughs> and now he's like hella mad, I mean, can't say nothing. He's swinging. Are you like bro, man from the fifth row? <laughs> I mean, At least he Oh he took the sandwiches He ain't bring a sandwich Man no yeah, yeah. No, he, he came through the window Yeah like, he, I don't think he ever Hey bro man Yeah So nah But it's, it's, it's a trip man But as we get older And as we You know Try to control Like you're saying Our time mm-hmm. How we interact with people How we try to build ourselves And everything So what's like One thing like, I know you talked about The house and everything And getting your time Like what's one thing You're looking forward to In the sense of You trying to develop Yourself more As a, as a person what do you mean? Like, what's like maybe a skill or like something you like you really want to? Oh, I want I want to. Okay, two. One, my writing, mm-hmm. and two, my retention. Okay. Like I feel like I, I, I. All right. So most recently, I picked up this book. I'm only like a chapter in. Like I need to finish the books I buy, man. <laughs> but, but but it's it's the art of communication because I feel yeah. like sometimes I. Have a I have a struggle I struggle retaining what you say to me. Mm-hmm. So sometimes not you specifically, yeah, no, yeah. but like the person talking to me, like like I, I'm like I'm really trying to pay attention to exactly mm-hmm. what it is that you said, trying to filter out what was unnecessary and what is necessary for me to respond. So I'm trying to be a better listener as much as I'm a better communicator mm-hmm. and a better writer. Those are those are are my three top goals right now. Right. You know, because I feel like I need in order for me to communicate better, I need to listen better mm-hmm. and I need to make sure that that 
that I speak clearly. Yeah. Because I feel like I don't. And that's one, just like how I feel like I don't, I, just like how I feel like I don't write clearly, mm-hmm. I, okay, I'm working on that. Yeah, okay. So what are you doing now? You go to work on, on speaking better, mm-hmm. you know? Because I, I, I like hearing motherfuckers talk well. Because yeah. that shit's like, oh, damn. You know, and it's, it's, it's to me, that shit's tight. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one, of the, maybe because that's always something I, I probably, even though going through school, you know, I, for some reason, I always thought that was going to make me yeah, make, you know, make a better community, but it doesn't. Yeah. Not, not all the time, you know. It's like it's something you got to constantly work on, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, like, even like I hear other people's podcasts, even like with my friend Juan, like, when I hear him talk on his podcast or when he describes things, yeah. a story, or like, that's one thing I wish I could do better because mm-hmm. I'll stumble. You know, I'll stumble on, on on describing exactly what it is that happened, mm-hmm. you know, especially when you're interrupting me because you want to know more because I haven't Fully. Sp- explained it. And they have a right to say that because I should have said it already, you know, but yeah. yeah. Okay. I know for myself, um, a student a couple years ago told me they went to an interview, mm-hmm. and one of the interview questions was, what is something that you thought of and made a reality? Mm-hmm. And so that's been in the back of my head for like the last two or three years, and it's something I hold dearly. So it's me really trying to take the ideas, because dude, I get ideas so many times. My phone is full of like ideas from T-shirts to companies to magazines to just all this different stuff. And like, okay. again, like I talked about earlier, like how I could be so up in the clouds, I could get lost. So I really try to ground myself. So my goal is to really ground myself in planning and scheduling mm-hmm. to really create things and, and <clears throat> really develop and work on the long term goal. Um, because when I was younger, it was always just thinking about the short term, but I had the long term in mind. Yeah. But now it's it's being in the present, but also working and looking at that long term goals and goals that I have. So it's really with all the creative stuff that I do, because I really love it. And it's really I feel like it will help other people. And it's really been a, a blessing to have this this superpower. Like I said, I call it to be able to think of things in a different ways. So it's really being able to make it a reality instead of like, oh, you know, this one time I had this great idea because like. I don't want my life to be when it's over because it could happen at any time. And like, that's that's a reality as well. But be like, oh, I had these great ideas and I never did anything with them. Because mm-hmm. some of the ideas I share with people and everything and they're like, man, that's like a really good idea. And I'm like, I, like in, the, in, my, in myself, I'm like, I know, but it's like, I really need to make it a reality because nobody else can run with your dream the way that you can, yeah. can run with it. And I've had interactions with people, with family, with friends, and they have these ideas and these great things, but want you to get so attached to it. And it's like, I can't run with your dream the way that you need to run with it because it's your certain vision. If we're talking about like football, I could be like your offensive lineman or something that like block for you and open up a hole, but you got to run the way that yeah. you got to hit that hole and be able to run it the way that you, you need it to be, but I can support. So it's, it's me really grounding myself down and focusing on that and like like you said earlier like it really goes back to planning and not just freestyling like yeah. a lot of my life has been freestyling in a sense and i'm definitely not no eminem or no um what's a great freestyler like, supernatural supernatural yeah um so i'm definitely nobody like that so i really need to sit down there with the pen and the pad be like nas not my like life. That. if my life could be nas yeah that's the stuff i want to do um it'd be super dope but it's like yeah. really sitting down there 
and and taking that time to like do the due diligence and then check in with myself and that's another big part of it is checking in even with the goals and stuff that you want is like checking in with yourself not to just be like oh I'm doing something yeah it's like really sitting down and like having that that time once a week every two weeks whatever works for you because I'm trying to do like every Saturday morning like really just sit down and have reflection time um, but doing those check-ins yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you need you need something to to reinforce your progress. Yeah. Like like um like right now I'm 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 four songs short mm-hmm. on this on this record, right? And and in my mind I'm like, okay, uh, um I need four more songs and I don't I don't I don't wanna just I could stop it and make it an E P. I don't want yeah. that. I want a ten song album. Mm-hmm. You know. But it's it's almost it's just it's just been it's been also the time and also time, but also it's been trying to figure out what the fuck am I gonna write about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but you do. But the the thing that makes me go is the last five six songs that are recorded. Yeah. So I, at least I know that I've been working towards it. Mm-hmm. But you know, but then when you have friends like you know my friend Pavo making albums like it ain't no tomorrow. Yeah. It's like man, dude, I hate you and love you at the same time. <laughs> you know, but that that's that's my guy, you know. But it's it's also making sure that you aren't also focused on, you know, making sure that you refocus on what you can do. Yeah, yeah. Because so. yeah, we can get lost in comparing ourselves to others. Mm-hmm. Um, a great quote uh, um, I heard from somebody one time is, because uh, is sometimes they motivate you too. Yeah. You know? Was it uh, jealousy? Jealousy is the, was it? I think it's je- jealousy is the thief of joy. Mm. Um, because like we're we're envious of other people, so we don't appreciate the things that we have. Yeah. Um. So. So yeah, definitely, man. Well, I appreciate you coming. We We're done. Wait, are you gonna cut me off like this? We we hit some stuff. Like I'm sure you'll definitely uh-huh. be back. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna hit you with one question. Did it record? Oh, yes, it did. Oh God. <laughs> nah, it's don't good. Me like that, we forty two minutes I, in. I've had I've had that too too many times. Oh so man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you with this one question. This is a question that's been going around a lot with students that I work with and everything. Uh huh. When you make your cereal, is it milk or cereal first? Cereal. Cereal? Yeah. Yeah, because it's, unless I want more, yeah, I've always made, I, I put this, yeah, yeah, I put the fruity pebbles in the bowl, <laughs> you know, and then, and then, uh, then I pour the milk over it. So, yes, no, cereal definitely first, but then I also tell them because I like to mess around with the students and then, but it can be both because then sometimes I put the cereal in because the milk's already in there from the first bowl. Yeah, I was going to say that too. Like, yeah, like if I want more, then I put the cereal. Yeah, which is funny because I was thinking today, uh, because getting my son to eat is is like hella hard to do. Mm -hmm. So maybe if I get him like like a Fruity Pebble cereal, maybe he'll eat that. You know, because it's full of Fruity Pebbles, if you hear this, you need to, you need to sponsor my boy Hugo. He just dropped me yeah. twice. I'm just saying that. <laughs> FYI, I had to dig on Doug podcast. Fruity Pebbles, oh, baby. Boy. Yeah. So, but now, Hugo, you touched on uh, you touched on your music. If people want to holler at your music, so they can oh, check you out, where can yeah. you do that at? You can find me at ugomonster.com. You can find me on iTunes, Spotify, uh, any music platform. I'm pretty much on there. H-U-G-O-M-O-N-S-T-E-R is the official handle. Uh well, IG? IG, it's actually the IG handle is H-U-G-O-M-O-N-S-T-A-H, and then you'll you'll find me. Sorry if it gets confusing, y'all, but that's, I mean, some dude, <laughs> some dude on the internet has the Ugo Monster taken. I don't know, but it's a funny story, but if you were to hashtag Ugo Monster, you'd see a bunch of my stuff and a bunch of people's dogs named Hugo. <laughs> 
<laughs> Shit's fucking funny, dude. But yeah, I'm up there if you for but to get my stuff, UgoMonster.com, and it'll take you to everything else. Check him out, man. It's dope. I got his. I got two of his uh, EPs, man. It's hot stuff. Um, Hugo, thank you again. Thank you for having yeah, me, man. Proud. I appreciate it. Y'all appreciate y'all for listening. Um, leave a like, leave a comment, share with your friends, your family members, your coworkers, that person on the side of you in the gym. Tell them about the Dig on Doug podcast. Yeah. We out, y'all. Keep digging.